I'm Grace Allen. And I'm Ricardo Allen. And we are The Allens. Welcome to our podcast where we share our unfiltered insights, perspective, and knowledge on this roller coaster of a ride that we call life. Ricardo Allen is down at the 42 and a half, 43. Join us as we go all in on all topics ranging from changing diapers to preparing for Super Bowl Sunday. Guns it across the middle. Ricardo Allen, the interception. 35, 30, Allen 25. Welcome to All In with the Allens. Hello and welcome back to All In with the Allens. I am really excited to sit down today um, just to talk about the topic of social media. It's something that has been on my heart and on my mind a lot, especially like since I have kind of started to use it more from like a, I don't want to say a business perspective because it's not business perspective, but obviously I do work with brands and it has become more so of like a tool in my life versus just something when it started out just being like pure enjoyment. So I've shared a little bit on, on Instagram just about how I'm in this place of taking inventory of like everything in my life from purging things that I haven't worn in years or just getting rid of stuff that doesn't serve us or gets pushed to the back of a drawer time after time. It's like, why do we hold on to those things? And I've just really been in that season of getting rid of stuff that does not serve me. And one of the things that I've been focusing a lot on isn't just like physical things or like material goods, but also things that I spend my time on. So social media is something I do spend a significant amount of time on in my day, as well as multiple other things. And I feel a lot of people would say that they agree, like whether or not we realize it, we do spend a lot of time on our phones. So our phones are a tool. Social media is a tool. And I think sometimes it's really easy to forget that that's what it is. Hey, Remy, it's okay. Sorry. My dog is going insane right now as I'm sitting down to record. Luna is sleeping. The big kids are at school. Rico is at work. And whenever I'm here with her by myself, she's like next level protective. Like we're sitting here recording and she's crying about the birds in the backyard. And she's just it's okay. Please go sit down. So anyway, dysfunction, but real life, here we are. Let's circle back. So today I want to discuss just social media as a whole. I asked a lot of questions on my Instagram stories the other day and the feedback that I got really fueled me to know that this is something that needs to be spoken about. So let's just start with the social dilemma. If you haven't heard of that, it is a new, newish, I guess, documentary on Netflix. And in my opinion, it's super well done and it's very eye opening. So Rico and I watched it a couple weeks ago on his day off during nap time. And I don't think that we really like talked, like we just met eyes at a few different points in this thing. Like, holy, you know, like stuff you don't think about, it takes control of your life essentially. So not realizing what something is in your life, in my opinion, means that it has a hold on you or it has control over you. So like I just mentioned before, I'm in this place of taking inventory and labeling what things are to me and really just getting back to the basics because life has gotten significantly busier, you know, adding a third baby, Rico going back to football season, you know, trying to make time to sit down to respond to DMs and to record a podcast and just, you know, the the beach house that we bought that's now a vacation rental. Like there's a lot of things that are awesome and major blessings, but they do require a lot of my time and a lot of my energy. So I'm not going to get more hours in the day. I'm not going to get any less busy. And I just see it as this place where I need to be very aware of where my time and my energy is going. And also like after I'm doing things or communicating with certain people or doing activities. I like to notice how I feel afterwards. And I'm in this place, I feel like I'm saying in this place a lot, but it really is like, I'm in this place of just trying to figure out what are the things that serve me and what are the things that don't. And then trying to make all of my time, let's be honest, most of my time go towards only stacking things in that column of things that serve me, things that feed me. And then hopefully eventually someday completely eliminating all of the other things. So I've been thinking a lot about where social media falls into those categories for me. And to be honest, 
social media is something that I really enjoy. I have made a point and a promise to myself, to myself, excuse me, to stay very authentic with it. And I think that's why I've been able to continue to enjoy it and not become burnt out with how heavy and, and like what it has become and what it can be. So kind of the breakdown of how this episode's going to go. It's not going to be super long. I just want to kind of discuss a few takeaways from the social dilemma from the Netflix documentary I just mentioned. I want to go through the stats and the responses from the Instagram stories that I shared a couple days ago. And then I want to answer some burning questions that people sent me um, that pertain to social media and like me personally. So my opinions, not fact, just questions for me and how I feel about things. So this is going to be a quick one, but it's something that I just felt was needed to be discussed. And I want to say too, I feel that, you know, with quarantine and what, what 2020 has been, we are spending a lot more time on our phones and connected to media sources. Like in our house, we don't ever have the news on. I think I've spoken about this before. Like I follow certain things that give me the info that I feel I need to know, but I don't just like throw on the news channel and have that on as background noise in our house all day long. So if there's something that I feel I need to be educated or informed of, I definitely do my homework. I do my research, but I like to be very intentional about where I go for that information and how much of it I take in. Because during the beginning of COVID, I felt like the news was on every minute of every day in our house because we were just trying to make sense of like what was happening with our world and with our life and how it impacted us directly. And it just really did something to me where I felt so depleted of all of my energy, like all of my happiness. It was just a really, it just got really dark there for a while, but we had to, we had to learn and we, we were wanting to listen and to try to figure out, you know, what this looks like and how to move forward. So with the news, you know, being on all the time and constantly seeking information and the newest updates about things, it was like this perpetual like hamster on a wheel where I felt like I couldn't get enough. And for someone that never really fed into media like that before to see how quickly I could be taken over by it, it was very alarming for me. And it made me really open my eyes and start to pay attention. So here we are, social media, media, just all of it in general. So my first thing I want to say is if you haven't watched Social Dilemma, go do it. Very eye-opening. Share it with all of your friends, all of your family. Even if you don't take anything away from it, just to hear the honest vulnerability from the people that they interview is very, very eye-opening. So these are a few of the quotes that while I was watching it, I was like taking notes in my phone about the things that really stood out to me the most. So it was stated, if you're not paying for the product then you are the product. So let's just think about that. We're over here thinking that we use social media and it it's like a tool for us. But in reality, it's the other way around. Like by being on social media, we are the product essentially that is being sold, that is being used. And so just think about what that means for you. Think about the way that you use your phone. Think about the way that you use your Instagram. Are you the product or are you using social media as the product. Just a little mental mental check note to take for yourself there. This was the one honestly that really made me like kind of stop and just I looked at Rico across the room and I was like, "Oh my goodness." So, there are only two industries that call their customers users: illegal drugs and software. I don't know about you, but feeling like I'm lumped into that, that category of being referred to as like a user when it's social media and it's illegal drugs, it kind of shows me exactly what social media, I don't know if this is how it started out. This is what it was meant to be. But I, I feel like personally for me, I've watched this whole thing like morph and become something different right before my eyes. And not even really until now, stepping back and looking at it, realizing how it has evolved from like what it started out as. Like the first time I got Instagram, I want to say it was somewhere in my undergrad of college. I think I posted a picture of like a bowl of like peppermint candy next to our Christmas tree at Christmas time. I had no idea how to use it. No idea what it was. Didn't even really make sense to me. And then I look at me now, like however many years later this is, nine years, 10 years later. And I realize that it's become community for me. It's become so many 
more things than it started out as. And I don't know if maybe I was just naive to it in the beginning and this was the plan all along, or if it really has just transformed into what it is today. So there are only two industries that call their customers users, illegal drugs and software. The third and final one that really caught my attention was social media is a marketplace that trades exclusively in human futures. So I don't know about you, but I think a lot about my babies and I think about me being a confident, sure of myself, firm in my foundation, 30-year-old woman, the way that social media can make me feel at times. And I think about my kids. I think about what, what would life have been for me if at my ugliest stage of my life, like middle school, terrible haircut, braces, like I don't even want to look at pictures of myself from that point in time. Like it was already hard enough just to exist as that in that time, like in private. If I had to live in the world that we have today as an adolescent girl, like coming into my body, going through puberty, having all of these changes in my life and compare myself to Facetune and filters and all of this unachievable fake beauty that exists on the internet, I think that that would have been detrimental to my human health, like my, my, my health as a human, my mental health and my future. Like, I think that there was once something that was really safe about our homes. Like if you went to school and you had a tough day at school or you were bullied at school, you would come home and it would be away until you had to go back the next day. Now with like social media and our phones, I feel like there is never a disconnect from the outside world. Like what is safe anymore? You go to school, you get bullied, you know, and then you come home and you're getting bullied at home and you're never able to just break away from what it is that this world has become or the heaviness that we're all feeling. And I don't think that we were meant to function this way. Like I believe there's a reason that depression rates, anxiety rates, like mental health rates in our country and in our world has, they've just flown off the charts from what they once were. And I would go far enough to say, I think that social media plays a huge role in this. Like I just am thankful that I was able to grow up in a time that everything I said, everything I did, every emotion that I felt that I was able to work through didn't have to be shared or wasn't recorded. Because let's be honest, even if we're the greatest person that we've been in our life today, we have all, and I can say this 100% believing it to be true, we have all grown up from ways we used to think, things we used to do. I mean, I think about how ignorant I was about certain stuff when I was younger in my life. And thank God I had the ability to grow up and to have experiences and to meet people and to have my, my thoughts changed and to be challenged, but to be able to do this in a space that wasn't social media. Like I feel bad for people that no, I'm, I'm just going to be very real right now. I feel bad for people that were raised in a certain type of way that never got to experience anything else about the world than what they had for their specific upbringing and life. And then they go out and they share opinions and they share ignorance with the world. And I feel bad for that person. And although I'm offended some of the time by things people say, I'm heartbroken more so than I'm offended because I realize that we're really missing it here. Like we're really missing communication and community and sharing stories that could make people think to themselves, hmm, maybe what I've always thought isn't the 100% truth. Or even just realizing that every emotion and every feeling and every thought we have is not fact that is personal to us. And you are allowed to think what you want. You are allowed to feel what you want, but we are not allowed to think that our way is the only way. And I think the darkness of social media has come from, from just that. Like we can only be as deep as the experiences that we've lived through. So if we only know one way of living and we've never gotten to know a real person 
that lives and exists differently than we do and to form relationship and to love other people besides people that are just like us, how can we blame someone that is so sure in the way they feel? We can't because they don't know any better. And one of the first questions I asked is like, does anyone else feel that social media has been really heavy lately? And of everyone that participated in the poll, literally 99% of people voted yes on my story. So like, I'm not the only one that's feeling this way. And I don't want to turn like a blind eye to it and just exist as if the things that are happening in the world aren't happening because I don't believe ignorance is bliss. Like, I believe that if we've been given a voice and we've been given a device like social media, I believe we can make a change. And I believe from the stories we tell and what we share and the way that we carry ourselves, we can make a difference. And just completely cutting myself off from social media or not holding a place for people that view things differently than me, like that's not how we're going to change the world. That's not how we're going to come to a place of agreement and being on the same page. So for me personally, like I make it a point to follow people that don't look like me, to follow people that don't live like me, to follow people that believe differently than me, because that challenges me to realize every single day that yes, my thoughts are my own. And there's a reason I feel and think the way that I do, but that doesn't mean that I'm right all of the time. Like there's always something we can learn from other people. And I think when we become so narrow-minded and our circles stay so small and all we see is the same stuff every day, our minds I feel can easily be tricked that like that's all that exists and that's not real. So as far as the internet being dark, that's a way that I combat that. It doesn't necessarily make me feel good, but like we're not really put on earth like to feel good. Like that's not the reason that we have a human experience. Like in my personal opinion, I believe that we're put here to complete work and to make change for the better and to learn and to grow and to evolve as a person and constantly looking at the same stuff and listening to the same news station and talking to the same two people about all my opinions is never going to evolve me as a person. It's going to allow me to stay stagnant. And if you know me and you know my husband and you know anything about how our family functions, like every day of our life, we are trying to get better. Every day of our life, we are taking on fights that are way bigger than us and things that necessarily, I don't even know if we're even fit for the role of what we've taken on, but it is our life mission individually as a man and a woman and together as a husband and a wife and a family to leave this place better than we found it. And social media is heavy and social media is dark. And there are days that I pick up my phone and I'm like, you know what? I just can't do this today. And instead of trying to press on and push my feelings to the side and pretend that I'm not feeling the way I'm feeling and pretend that I didn't just see this gruesome image or this gruesome video that now I can't unsee, I just step away from it. Like there's no reason that our phones should have this much control over us. And I will be honest and say, there are times that like my phone's just sitting on the counter and I swear to you, it's like, there's a magnet from my fingertips to my phone where I just, if it's not in my hand, it's like my hands needs to go to it and I need to pick it up for what it's ridiculous. But until we are aware of the manipulation, essentially that our phones can do to us and to our minds, we can't be better. So this leads me on to my next question. I asked, do you ever think about leaving your social media behind? 90% of people said yes, 10% of people said no. I will be very honest and say, I fall into that category of the 90% that say, that say, yes, I have thought about this before. I have thought about it a lot. And whenever I find myself questioning that, I realize that I don't need to leave it behind. I don't need to totally go away, but I need to pay more attention to the way that I'm using it. Maybe I need to take a weekend break or a couple day break and not post to my stories, not engage in my DMs. And from a business perspective, like I wish you could see me because I just did like the, the quote fingers, like business, because my Instagram has become almost, almost a, a business account. Like people expect a certain product essentially from a business, I guess it's a product. Like there is something that's expected from what I'm going to provide via my social media. And that to me is different than it just being 
a personal account. Having said that, whatever my business and my product is, is authentic to me and to who I am. It's not like it's something that I'm creating or falsifying or fabricating. Like it's just my life and it's my brand because it's who I am and it's the way that I live. So it's not necessarily recommended. Like, hey, just fall off the grid for a couple of days or don't post to your static feed for a week if you don't feel like it or don't try to use this tool to make money. Like it's not recommended and it's not the way that any business essentially grows and finds longevity, but I'm going to be really honest. I'm okay with that. Like I'm at this place in my life where I'm thankful that my social media and my following and my platform can be what it is. Do I have lots of hopes and dreams and plans and products and things lined up for my future that I cannot wait to dive into and to share with everybody? Yes. But what I do know is that my plate is full right now and my number one priority and my number one calling in this season of my life is my family. It is to raise my children. It is to pour into my husband. It is to foster relationship with the people that I'm physically doing my life with. And I love the community that has been established on Instagram. And I'm so thankful for the growth that I have been able to have. And for the fact that people for some reason or another find my life interesting. And I love being able to provide knowledge. Like I went to school for a very long time with no expectation of being a stay at home mom. There's a lot that I have learned. There's a lot of time I have poured into things that I want to share with the world and I want to give back. And there's things that I'm passionate about. So that is what social media is for me. And when I start to feel like I want to walk away from it, I realize it that I'm not being as intentional with it as I need to be. So am I ever going to walk away? I can't speak for the future. Do I have intention of walking away right now? Not at all. But like I mentioned 4,000 times at the beginning of this episode, I'm in a place of taking inventory of everything, knowing why everything is in my life, what purpose it serves, where it fits. And for social media, it's the same type of ball game. So there might be some days I'll post all day long and that's just the kind of day that it will be. The next day, my kids might be so lit that my phone is lost somewhere in my house and I don't have a split second to pick it up to respond to a DM or to share something to a story. And that's another way that I stay authentic with it. I never want to feel like I have to do something because the minute that I feel like it's like have to versus want to, then it has control over me. And then I'm the product and it's not my tool and my product. And that's how I hold myself accountable. So the question was, do you ever think about leaving your social media behind? 90% of people said yes. 10% of people said no. The next question I asked was, if you answered yes, what holds you back from doing so? So I'm just going to share like the top seven most frequent responses. And it's amazing how similar people feel and the reasoning people gave. So if this isn't like number one, number two, it's just like, this is an, this is just a list of the things that I saw the most, not in any specific kind of order. So connection with family and friends was a huge one. Personally for me too, we live in Atlanta. Atlanta is our home, but the only family that is in Atlanta is my husband and I and my children. And Rico's sister moved to Atlanta a couple years back, but even she lives like an hour away. So we don't have like this great family unit of people that are just in our lives in Atlanta. So the way that the grandparents know what's happening with their grandchildren and our parents know what's happening with us is via social media. And I find that that is very common for a lot of people. I mean, that was like the one that I saw most frequently. A lot of people said a sense of community and the people that said this the most, a lot of them were stay at home moms. This is another one I can agree with. We're at home all day with our children. Is it a beautiful blessing? Is it an honor? Is it something that I take great pride in and feel very proud that I'm able to do? Yes. Is it very isolating? Yes. Do I not really remember the last time I had adult conversation midday when my husband is at work? Yes. So having community via social media and seeing other moms in the trenches of motherhood during a pandemic or doing bedtime by themselves for the 14th night in a row, I find comfort in that and other people do as well. A lot of people reported they can't walk away for business reasons. One that I was really proud of people for being honest about was FOMO. 
the fear of missing out. So a lot of people feel the desire in their heart to move on from social media, but they were honest enough and vulnerable enough to admit like they just can't do it because of the fear of missing out on something. And I feel that too. Like I'm going to be very honest. I post to my Instagram a lot more than I physically sit and scroll Instagram. So I have started to turn on post notifications for people that I don't want to miss posts from like my dear friends in my life and people that I want to support. And so that is a way for me to feel like, okay, I'm not really going to miss anything that's super important. Like all the other stuff is kind of just filler and mindless scrolling. But at least I know if I'm getting a post notification from someone I truly care about and want to support and to know what's happening with their lives, I'm not going to miss it. So the next one was sharing creativity or like a creative outlet. I know for me, like I love to write. That is the way I process. That is life-giving for me. So being able to share my heart and to write is a creative outlet for me. And I love fashion bloggers, pages that have aesthetic that I appreciate. Like I'm not in a place in my life where I can be, you know, I'm, I'm going to like look cute every day to share photos like that, but I appreciate the people that that is their creative outlet. And that is inspiring to me. Is that where I'm at right now in my life? By no means. I'm literally in the same sweatshirt I wore yesterday with like baby puke on my shoulder, but I appreciate that content. And that is how other people are creative. And that's how other people fill themselves up. And so I like to follow things like that. Like someone is passionate about that. And that's beautiful to me, even if it's not the way I use my social media. A lot of people said that they've never thought about it. And that's another thing I think is really brave. Like we have just become so accustomed to scrolling our Instagrams and using this tool that we don't even really think about why we can't leave it behind. And a lot of people said that they think that they're addicted. They're addicted to the scrolling, to the mindlessness that social media and Instagram in specific provides to us. So those are just some of the top responses. I then asked, what are the things that you find heaviest about social media specifically as of lately? And people, almost everybody said the same kinds of things. So all of the things going on in the world with politics, with racial injustice, with COVID, with the fact that our planet is literally dying. Like we are bombarded. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be very transparent right now and tell you, I feel like every time I'm ready to come up for like a breath of fresh air. I'm blindsided by something else that's absolutely devastating. And that is the best way I can describe what 2020 has been for me and for my family. Like I feel as soon as we get through something, we process it, we grieve it, we feel it. We're ready to put one foot in front of the other again. It's like, okay, wait, stop. Here's something else for you to overcome. And that can get really challenging and very exhausting very quickly. And I could not agree more that the world is heavy. Politics are heavy. Racial injustice is heavy. Like it's always been heavy, but now there's conversation and now there's proof and there's evidence and it's in your face all day long. So another one was filters. So this is something I've actually been thinking a lot about. Like we don't really know what anybody looks like anymore. And unless you will ever meet these people that you follow on Instagram in real life, we will be convinced that that is what other human beings look like. And the fact of the matter is that there's a really high chance that that's not actually what they look like. And there's an extra high chance that you're sitting at home looking at yourself in the mirror wondering, why don't I look like that? So it's this whole oh my gosh, just the comparison game and the rabbit trail and the Photoshop and the filters and everything else is just, I, I understand it. Like, yes, it's hard to talk to so many followers if you're Kim Kardashian or you're somebody that's like a mega influencer when you don't feel pretty and you don't feel your best. Like I understand where filters fit into this whole picture, but I just think it's really important that we, remind ourselves that this is a filter. This is Photoshop. Like this isn't 
reality. And maybe for some people, there are some just freaks of nature that roll out of bed in the morning looking beautiful and looking put together and their skin never breaks out and they don't have a bit of cellulite on their body and their waists are tiny and their asses are huge. Like there are people in the world that exist like this. I'm not taking anything away from anybody, but it's just very important to stop ourselves when we feel the comparison game coming on, set our phones aside and like take a minute to remember what it is. Another thing, if you're feeling badly about yourself, like probably don't go to that one specific person's page and just look at how, how beautiful they are or how much money they have or how they have all the things in their life that you want. Like, let's not, if we're feeling vulnerable and we're feeling poorly about ourselves, let's start being more gentle with ourselves. Let's start censoring what it is that we're looking at, what it is that we're reading. Like there's that quote, like your diet isn't only what you eat. It's everything that you consume. So if there's a day that you just feel like you don't have it together, maybe that's a really good day to take a break from social media. And however you feel about religion and wherever you stand with your spirituality, whatever it may be, like get into the word of God, read what is true about you. Call that one friend that is encouraging, that is real. Like let's, let's do the things that fill our souls back up when we're feeling depleted versus just being so quick to resort to the thing that feels habitual or the things that we don't really think about. Like we need to protect our space a little bit more, especially when the world is as dark as it has been this year. Um, So another one is media, like not being able to determine real news from fake news. And yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about that, but that I totally agree with you. So I asked next, what are the things that fill you up? about social media? Like what are the reasons you stay around? And so many people said connection. A lot of people said like women supporting women, having this community of people that are similar in life to you and things that you're going through and really just realizing that we aren't alone. Like in a year that we've all been kept away from each other and our communities have literally been just blown apart and we're all trying to stay connected from our own homes and our own spaces. Like it is very nice to have that form of community and connection via social media. A lot of people said inspiration for home, fashion, beauty, recipes, workouts. I gather so much inspiration from social media, from Pinterest, from following people. Like I mentioned earlier, like people that have great fashion sense that put themselves together every day and look awesome. Like I find inspiration from that, even though it isn't the time of my life, like if I'm lucky, I'm lucky to go on a date with my husband like once a month, you know? So it's cool to be able to channel those things then, but, but realizing what it is and knowing it isn't for me right now allows me to appreciate it versus being in this place of, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to beat myself up because I haven't had my hair done in six months. Like I look a hot mess. Like, let's just let, let's just let things be what they are and not make everything so personal or like internalize things that really have nothing to do with us at all. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, Mom life realness. I'm here for that. There are some days my kids are literally perfect angels. There's days that I really enjoy every minute of the day with them and that's real. And there are other days when it feels like it should be bedtime and it's not even 10 a.m. So knowing that people are real about motherhood on Instagram for the most part, there's some people that aren't, but follow the ones that are. That's the, that's the best thing I can tell you. Use your social media as a tool. Use it as it's the product, not you. Make it what you want. Follow the people that you want to follow. I mentioned earlier, making sure it's diversified. I still stand behind that. I'm not going back on my word. But if there's someone that consistently makes you feel like about yourself or makes you feel like you are so behind in life, don't follow them. Don't engage with that. Like That's not the type of diversifying your feed that I'm talking about. I'm talking about following people of different skin colors, following people with different political beliefs, diversifying in that way, not so much like the trivial surface level kind of stuff. Um, Quotes, scriptures, et cetera. I feel that I'm all about that. I love to share words of wisdom and then seeing friends and family and people's babies here for all of that as well. Like that is the goodness of social media. And that is where I want to keep the majority of my feed focused on. 
I then asked, do you ever post because you feel like you need to, or you have to, or it's been a while since you have? And 34% of people said yes. So not a whole lot of people feel that. I think that's maybe more like a influencer business type of thing that can start to happen in your mind when you're like, oh my gosh, people are getting content out at such high levels and I haven't posted to my feed in a week. Like, what does that mean for me as trying to make this something that is a business? Like, you know, so I started to notice that about two years ago that I felt this need to like, wow, I need to post a a feed, like a filler photo. You know, I need to just like stay relevant. I need to not let people forget about me. And I realized that was like really shallow. And I was really honestly disappointed in myself for, what that felt like and realizing how quickly I was able to be like manipulated into feeling that like this rat race, like this hamster on a wheel that it's not even real, but my mind was able to be tricked into thinking that it was. And so I made a deal with myself that day. And I just said, listen, if social media is going to be something, this is like my internal dialogue with myself that is going to be a part of your life. And this is something that you want to do, Grace, like you need to know where this fits and you need to make a deal with yourself to be stronger than those feelings. And I'm not saying that anyone that felt like post filler photos or feels the need to keep a story 24 hours a day, that anything is wrong with you. And I think that that's really awesome. And honestly, I admire that you're able to stay up with it the way that you are and give all of yourself to that. But what I know for me personally is like in order for me to do that, something else is getting less of my attention. And at this point in my life, like I mentioned earlier, my attention my priority for my attention is my family. So when my kids are in school all day long and I don't have a a newborn that's nursing multiple times a day and like my attention is able to be spread out a little bit more, you better believe I am going to shoot all the content and put out all the products and do all the things. But at this point in my life, that's not necessarily reality for me. And so instead of beating myself up and trying to like, say, man, I wish it could be. I've just made this deal with myself that social media needs to be what it is today. And then social media can be what it is next year. And that is a way of keeping myself in check and making sure that I'm using this as a tool and not something that's using me and taking me away from what my real priorities are in my life. So I hope you can hear my heart in that. Like, I'm not saying anyone is doing it wrong if you're not doing it like me but this is what I have to do for myself and to make it something that I'm proud of and something that I can continue for the long haul. Like I don't want to get burnt out with anything. So I have to figure out what the balance and what the happy medium is. And so for me, whenever I feel that need come over me, like I need to take a picture of this and post it. It's been so long. I don't do it. And that's how I hold myself accountable. Everything I share on my social media comes from my heart. Like I feel this, I have a desire to share this, so I'm going to, and that is everything that you see. And I said this before and I'll say it again, that's how I keep myself accountable. That's how I stay transparent. That's how I stay genuine. That is why I have been able to continue this and hopefully will be able to for a very long time. I then asked, do you have a hard time unfollowing accounts that don't serve you? Only 27% of people said, yes, I need to be more like you. Like The other 73%, oh wait, I said that wrong. I asked, do you have a hard time on following accounts that don't serve you? 27% of people said, yes, they have a hard time. I'm in that 27%. Like it's hard for me to do that. 73% of people said, no, I don't have a hard time doing that. Like I need to be like you. So teach me your ways because I I can follow things and accounts, not even accounts, people. Business accounts, I have no problem on following people that I personally know that share things that trigger me or upset me, I have a hard time unfollowing that. Like, I'm just going to leave it there. So the 27% of you, I'm with you. I have a hard time with it. The 73% of you that say you literally don't care and you can unfollow people and just like keep it moving. I admire that. Like I really do. I think that, I think that's a really good place to get. And I have gotten better. Like there are people that I have continued to follow for a very long time that I no longer do life with and seeing their stuff always made me feel upset or disappointed in the way things worked out. And I finally just realized like I I can go out of my way in real life to try to fix something that might never be fixed. And when the writing's on the wall and you realize that, like there was this weird thing. I mean, I'm like, why do I still feel the need to like owe it to you to follow you on social media 
when we don't even like speak in real life. And so it was hard and it took me time, but it feels a lot better to scroll my feed and not be put back into traumas or put back into situations that have come and gone and that I've healed from. And so if, if that's what it is for you, like I encourage you to really get real with yourself about why. And I'm not saying like, because someone posts one thing that you don't agree with to unfollow them, unless it's something major, like all of this stuff that's been happening with the world lately has really put a big divide in what we believe. And there are some things that are non-negotiables for me. Like if you're someone that I do life with and I believe that we have genuine mutual respect for one another and you're posting racist things, I'm going to unfollow you not only on social media, but I'm going to unfollow you in real life as well. Because at this point we need to be better than that and we need to do better than that. And I can't, I can't entertain the ignorance when it comes to something like that. So that's a non-negotiable for me. And I'll be very real. I have unfollowed a lot of people the last four to six months that I didn't realize were racist people that I, I did life with. And I felt that I owed that not only to my husband and to my biracial children, but I owed that to myself as a white woman to know, like, I will not stand for that. And I will not stand beside you if you stand for that. So let's keep it positive. But that was just something that I felt I had to address. So I then asked why, why is it hard for you to unfollow accounts that don't serve you? People said not wanting to hurt people's feelings or for the fear of like it being awkward. I will agree. It, it can be pretty awkward and people's feelings do get hurt. And I've actually had people reach out like, why did you unfollow me? And sometimes I will have a conversation and explain myself and just say, listen, like I still, I hope the best for you, but I realize like where we're at in our lives and so on and so forth. Like we're not necessarily on the same page. And like, I find what you share like very hurtful and I wish you the best. And if you're willing to have a conversation about this and hear me out about why I'm here for it. And sometimes I don't even feel that a a conversation is worth it. Like there are some relationships that I'm just like, you know what? It served its purpose. It was what it was. It was an acquaintance. It was someone I met one time at some event. Like it's cool. We're going to keep it moving. So just knowing we don't owe an explanation to everybody about everything and that our social medias are allowed to be what we want them to be with the asterisks of keeping them diversified is just kind of something that I think is, is pretty helpful, at least for me. So some of the questions I got, and I feel like I've addressed a lot of these already, like just in the the show prior to, to getting to this part. So how do I manage and deal with the pressure to be perfect? So I mentioned this when I was talking about like filters and Photoshop and Facetune and all these things, like, I will not lie. There are days that my skin is really bad and I get on social media and I see like all these people talking on their stories and they're glowing and they're flawless or these pictures are posted and you, they literally don't have a pore on their face. And it's like, it sends me down a really bad rabbit trail of just ripping myself apart. And so I just, when I'm feeling those ways on those days in particular, I don't make it harder for myself than it already is. Another way I do that is I take it personally to be real with the people that follow me. So like if my skin is bad, I'm not going to try to lie and say like, I have this perfect face. Like I'm not going to probably post pictures of myself, but I'm just going to be real. Like, Hey, I'm struggling with my skin right now. Like the other day I posted that I was drinking like a lot of lemon water with mint because those things are supposed to be very good for clearing up skin. So like, I always try to be real about the stuff that I'm facing in hopes that people that follow me can feel the, can feel safe enough to be real and to be honest and to be human with their self. Um, the next question was, when is it healthy to take a break and how it inspires or balances? I honestly feel like if there's a part of you that feels like you need a break, that is when it's healthy to take a break. Like we don't have to overthink this thing. We owe social media nothing. Remember that social media is the product, not you. You don't owe anything to social media. So if you feel for your mental health that you need a break, you deserve to take a break. So do it. How that balances and inspires me, like I still will record videos. I will still take pictures of things that I'm doing. And if I feel like I want to share those at a later time, like you can, there's no rule to say 
you can, you can't take a break from social media and then come back and share the things that were happening during your break. It's just a matter of feeling like you're able to do that, I think is something that's very important. Using it positively. How do you use social media positively versus negatively? I think I've kind of answered that already, but just being very intentional with what my social media is, being very intentional about keeping things authentic and being very intentional about having a vulnerable space for people to come. Like I don't want people to ever come to my Instagram or watch something I share or listen to our podcast and walk away feeling worse about their life. Like I want it to be a me too space. I don't want to act like my life is perfect or we have everything figured out or we know all the answers. Like we don't, like I'm just having a human experience just like you are. And I'm learning through everything that I walk through and I'm trying every single day to be better than I was the day before. And some days I'm going to show up and bring that and be able to inspire and to fill people up. And there's other days that like, I can't necessarily do that because I need to take that time to recharge for me. So knowing where things stand, being intentional with my social media, that's how I use it positively versus negatively. Um, How do I check out and protect my energy? I think that I kind of have addressed that already. Like on days I'm not really feeling it, I don't force myself. On days I'm not feeling it, I don't look at things that make me feel worse. How to keep scrolling when I see something that upsets or triggers me. Um, I've already kind of discussed this, I think, with like the whole unfollowing of people and accounts. But I, for a long time there, I would like notice I would get on my phone. This is like years ago, probably in the very beginning, seven, eight years ago. And I would scroll Instagram and then all of a sudden I would be in a bad mood and I wouldn't even like stop to think like, whoa, like what just happened? And now I'm so aware of a shift in my energy and a shift in my feelings that when I feel that happening, I'm not saying it doesn't happen anymore. What I'm saying is that when it happens, I stop myself. I ask myself why that happens. I address what it is that whatever it was that I saw mirrored something back to me about myself. And then I either decide like, is this something that needs to be addressed either internally for me or externally with the person? So like I said, there are a few people in my life I've had to unfollow just for blatant ignorance. And I will then ask myself like, just unfollow them. Am I able to let this go? And if I feel that I'm able to just unfollow and move on, then I do. But if I feel that I'm not going to be able to let something go, I will address it and I will have a conversation because this is something I shared on the podcast a couple episodes ago, but like I was once told by a friend that was using a really awesome therapist that taught her, like when you encounter something in your life that bothers you or hurts you, you only have two options. Option number one is to like forgive in that moment. Like I'm going to just forgive you. I'm going to let this go. That's option number one. If you truly cannot forgive it and let it go and never bring it up again, the only other option you have is to address it. And so that is something that I've brought into my life since learning that like five years ago. And it's made a huge difference for me. Like if I can't truly let something go, not necessarily in that moment, but like you have a 24 hour window to let it go. You can't bring it up anymore. Like we either let it go or we address it in the moment. And so for me, it's no different when it comes to my social media. So if it's something that just hurts my feelings, I don't have to unfollow you. Like, I'm not just going to cancel you out of my life. But like I said, there are a few things for me that are non-negotiables and I handled those things very differently and I'm allowed to do that. And so are you. Um, What are the positive impacts social media has for you personally? I feel like I've addressed this too. Like community um, has been a really huge one, like keeping in touch with family and friends and like girlfriends from college that we went, not even like separate ways, but like life evolved up like post-graduation and you can still know what's happening with people and communicate here and there and just like keep that connection. I think that is the real beauty of social media. I've also learned a lot from social media. I like to hear other people's perspectives. I like to learn knowledge that people know that I don't know. Like I've actually learned so much from being in the world of social media. Um, How will we handle social media with our children? This is a really good question. And honestly, it's one that we haven't really like full blown hammered out a plan about yet because our kids aren't of age to have social media. But I have mentioned before, like Rico and I don't even take our phones to bed. My phone gets put on the charger when I come down from putting my kids to sleep at night. So that is something that I hold to like 100% during off season when Rico is home. But when he's like working and sometimes not even home by the time the kids go to bed and it's like, he'll be home an hour or hours later, I don't necessarily always do that. Like I like to get on Pinterest or 
whatever it is, like things that I enjoy or I'll respond to DMs. So I, we put our phones on the chargers. We will definitely make that a thing with our children and their devices. Like the kids' iPads don't go to their room already. Like they get their iPads only if they have good days at school, if they take their nap and they do what they're supposed to do. The iPad is a reward. It's not something that's just given. So as far as social media goes, we will monitor for sure. I don't know any more details, but as we get to a stage in our life where these are conversations we're having, I will be sure to report back to you. So this went on a lot longer than I was expecting it to. And I really appreciate you guys listening as always. Like I would love to hear feedback. I'd love to hear how social media fits into your life. And as always shoot me a DM on Instagram, drop a comment under the podcast and please share this with with a friend. It would really be helpful for the show. And like I mentioned, given that it's football season, it will be a lot more of just me or me sitting down with girlfriends and guests. I'm excited for the days that Rico and I can sit down and do this together again, but football is the focus and football is the number one priority. So hopefully on like a day off, we can get down here together. So please always share topics of conversation that you want him and I to address. We are, we are open to feedback and we really appreciate it. I hope you have a great day. Make social media, the product. You're not the product. Take account, take accountability, take inventory of your life and make sure that tools are working for you and that you are not the product or the tool because We were never meant to be the way we are now. So social media can be a very beautiful place. Make it beautiful for yourself. You deserve that. Talk soon. Bye. You guys know that I love to share the things that I love most with you. So today I'm really excited to talk to you about a brand that I've literally been living in during this pregnancy. The brand is called Bumpsuit. Bumpsuit is the most comfortable, like when I say comfortable, it feels like butter on your skin and stylish addition to your wardrobe, not only for pregnancy, but for postpartum or just because. All bumpsuits are double lined to help smooth and support, and they come in a full lineup of styles so that you can take that whole, what am I going to wear today thought off your plate. I'm really excited to tell you that you can use code GRACE20 for 20% off your entire purchase. If you're curious about Bumpsuit, check them out on Instagram at Bumpsuit or at www.bumpsuit.co. I'll link both below the episode. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. When you have a chance, rate and review. Hit subscribe to stay all in with new episodes. And if you enjoy All In with the Allens, be sure to share with a friend. In the meantime, follow along with our daily journeys on Instagram at grace.e.allen and ricardoallen37. Thanks again for joining and we'll see you soon. You. Yeah. <laughs>